And welcome back to this week's episode of the Wiki Williams Trilogy. I am your host, Duke Thompson. To my left of me is Seamus the Moose Anderson, and to the right of me is John B. Easy Donnell, who are both on Zoom right now because COVID's still going down. And apparently, you know, people are still getting sick out there, man. So we're still doing the Zoom. We've been doing this. We've been social media since we've been social distancing since the beginning, people. We started that trend, man. With all Zoom meetings, yeah. Okay, so we can throw some credit out there. How you guys doing, man? I mean, I don't know if we were social distancing. We just had distance amongst ourselves, and this was the only way to make that work. You know, like <laughs> that's true talk. I mean, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to claim something for us, man. That's all. What are we gonna do, man? Fly our butts around for this, you know, podcast? That's crazy. Yeah, man. On uh, private on uh, private jets like Bill Gates, man. Man, only maybe you have ever had that kind of money. I never had that kind of money. Man. I don't know, man. Hear about your father flying all over Africa to save people with hospitals and shit. Well, you know, you know what? I figure that you like has met a celebrity Wait, friend. Hey, you know what his father does for a living? No, I never asked. <laughs> Dad builds houses for black people or, or in, in hospitals. What in Africa? Yes, he went to like Africa. like a doctor without borders type of thing. Uh, I guess an uh, architect without borders, but yes, I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's dope. That's awesome. I didn't know that. That's super cool. Yes, yes, you know, but you know that's that's you know that's my father's job. Uh he's disowning me because of the podcast. But hey, that's okay. He's <laughs> disowning you because of a sports podcast. <laughs> It's shameful, you know. We're just doing podcasts and talking about sports, you know. Not your time in jail, but because of a sports. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Why, why, why are we bringing up my time in jail, man? Everybody gets pinched, man. Everybody. <laughs> so, so no shame in that, because everyone gets pinched. But there's shame in you broadcasting your life. Oh, <laughs> well, well, you know, man, it's a lot better than going to a student's birthday party. That oh, whatever, man. <laughs> Look, I, I don't I don't know about the Moose's father being ashamed of him for attending a child's party. Now, no, definitely wouldn't. Wife present, that would be shameful. Oh, would that would be shameful? Yes, the, and weird, yeah. and weird. But his wife will and should be present, so uh, it won't be as bad. Man, it's for the kids, man. Got to support the kids, man. It's always about the kids, why man. Why you need to support a five-year-old? It's not like they're gonna remember this birthday anyway. You don't know that, Jonathan. You do you remember things when you were five? Dude, I hardly remember things from when i was five but you remember but you remember he hardly remembers anything from his early 20s man. <laughs> well no that's a different reason that's <laughs> that's a different reason. that's not natural causes right yeah the five is is i think a natural cause man because like you know i mean first off that's just so long ago secondly unless there's things that you know you really like burn into your brain you're not going to remember it it's like you're not going to remember what you had for breakfast your first day of school, dude. I can't remember that. I don't think I ate breakfast at school. I'm sure you had to, man. Like, they, they take we... children away if they don't have breakfast. <laughs> no, but I thought we eat breakfast at home. I ate breakfast at you home, went to I think. a different public school system up there in New England. I, I, went to, I went to a school with, like, 50-something kids in it. <laughs> like, I was in a small-ass town, man. I mean, Not like, 50, literally, but no, I, I went to a, a very small, small uh, elementary school in Gloucester, Rhode Island, which is the sticks. It's the sticks it, around here. Was it still like a schoolhouse? Rhode Island, that shit is, again, the size of a damn... Have you been here? 
Have you been here? No, man. I've seen yeah. it on a map. You've seen it on a map. Yeah, I know. And there's not a lot of people here. And there's a lot of land, not compared to other big states, obviously, like California and Washington. But, yeah, we got some land out here, man. Atlanta. It's not. It's not all one big city. It's. A, it's not like L.A., man. L.A. is bigger than Rhode Island, and it's filled with ten and a half million people. We're the same size. We got one. One point one million, maybe. Because nobody wants to live there, man. Is probably the size. That's a fact. That's why I'm moving away soon. Where you going, man? I'm going back to Washington someday, man. I loved it out there. Someday. Someday. Some- I don't know when, but someday. Oh, because the wife's from here. Yeah. Yeah, but I lo- I loved it out there. Yeah, I didn't. I don't want to be stuck in Rhode Island the rest of my life. Why not, man? Get made. Because you, you know everyone you see, anyone you ever had a beef with in high school, you like see like every month, like just around the supermarket. I can't do that. I I need to be away. You need to, well, my friend, good for you, then, man. Good for you. Get out of fucking Rhode Island. The postage stamp. You know, you move to L.A. with John, man. Hell no, you wouldn't catch me close to LA, man. I'm not funny enough. I'm not good looking enough. Yeah, and it just wouldn't happen. Fair of skin. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's it's kind of warm there. <laughs> I'd be sweating all the time. He'd be walking around beat red all the time. I I mean I kind of do that no matter where I end up. I mean in Rhode Island it gets like it's already eighty something degrees out here, man. It's hot. Damn, dude. Today we're only at eighty two, but uh, yeah. We've been we've been muggy, man. It's been like up to eighty to to ninety percent humidity. It gets gross here, man. You know, in Washington right now, sixty-one. Oh, that's my dream. Sixty. Oh, sixty-one is my fucking temp. That is my temp right there, man. I'm still in oh. air conditioning, man. Oh, that's that sucks. <laughs> I'm just messing. What the hell with you. do you need air conditioning for in sixty-one degrees? Uh, uh, you know, man, I'm just messing with you. Just messing Don't with you. In a window. I ain't that wasteful, like, man. I ain't that wasteful. Like Ricky and Trailer Park Boys making an ice rink. <laughs> see, see Duke Duke Thompson skating for his morning cereal in the morning. That's right, man. Ricky was a genius, man. Ricky was, was a genius. Yes, yeah, dude. I mean, right. he was he was the best weed grower in all of Canada at the time. That's a, that's a fact. Snoop Dogg said it. Oh, I didn't even watch those Definitely seasons, man. Weed is not an Olympic sport. I quit watching the show like after uh, what was it? I don't know, man. It kind of they 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 uh jumped the they jumped the shark there after a while. And, oh, you uh, don't say. And, I mean, they came out with that animated series the most too. Ridiculous thing to even say is that at some point the Trailer Park Boys jumped the shark. I feel like they did <laughs> from the get go of. the <laughs> I mean, like after Corey and Trevor left, man, they just had like a. I I have the same feeling. Corey and Trevor like uh, made that show sometimes, know, man. man. They, they had a great. They still made it work with uh, those idiot dudes, and then Jacob. Jacob was one of them, and what was the other idiot? God, I forgot what I forgot what they named the what aliens. Uh, what the, what they the were alien, yeah. for those like weird punk rock dudes, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. It was the two of them. It was only a few, like a whole season. They were in it, right? Yeah, I think it was just season seven. Oh, what a yeah. show, man! I I love that show. But yeah, yeah, they. Well, either way, now we're really off the rails. I thought we were supposed to talk about sports, the things that uh, the Duke's father is ashamed of him for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot has been going on in the sports world, obviously, due to this COVID-19 situation. Um, has been one update, though. I mean, well, there's been – there's European soccer that happens and doesn't happen and then happens again. 
Damn, man, you're talking about Europe. I'm talking about the NHL, bro. Hockey. Hockey's oh. coming back, man. Oh. Although their their schedule's already falling apart. I was um, now, to be international with this, and you, again, very narrow-sighted. We're like, what? I'm talking about American sports, man. When have we ever <laughs> talked about Premier League? You want to talk about Premier League? I'm there. I'm, I'm a Leicester FC fan, man. Fox City, baby. Leicester Fox FC. City. What? What are I'm, just try, I'm just trying to broaden our audience in international people. You know? Dude, I mean, start talking about cricket next week. Cricket? Man, no one's playing cricket anywhere. You got to touch that ball with your bare hands. Now, no, I mean, they got gloves, man. Basically, I was just out about how there's been turmoil in the world of soccer because they keep going back and forth if they're having the league, but apparently they're okay to have the league again starting in, I think, a month or something like that. Yeah, and um, they have to. Right. They have to. I need, some, I need some live soccer on Saturday mornings, man. There's I thought they were. Uh, uh, events. Uh, again, Fight Island is still apparently a go. Um, the main reason why they want Fight Island is so that they can get a lot of their international uh, fights put together because, you know, they can get Americans to fight each other. That's fine. But with the situation of flights and travel being what they are, trying to get a Fight Island, they can get some bigger ticket names to fight each other. Uh, there's also Korean baseball. There's, you know, they're out there slapping them balls, keeping baseball entertaining for, I guess, you know, the people who are watching it on TV because there's no one in those crowds so again that's pretty much all the international sports activity but here at home yes the nhl is about to get cracking let's go to moose for more of that information now i i do have some of the information however some of it is being changed due to their schedule falling apart but uh but basically june 1st the teams can be back in their respective facilities um, there's only a certain amount of staff that each team can have for the rest of the season. There will be a 24-team playoff, top 12 teams in each conference. The top four teams in both conference will be playing each other. Every team plays each other, um, and they will be seeded based on that. Um, the bottom eight teams of each division will be playing a best-of-five qualifying series to then move on to play the top four seeded teams. This means, yes, the Rangers made the playoffs. Oh, man. Don't, don't, don't quite know how I feel about it, but I do love this team, and, uh, and I think we'll do great things, especially against the Carolina Hurricanes. If we lose the Hurricanes, y'all won't see me for a month, man. But you'll um, lose it, man. You know but, yeah, re really exciting, man. We get end of the, end of the summer hockey. Um, NASCAR's back. I watched a whole entire NASCAR race last oh, weekend man. with my I wife. God, bl God bless her soul. Consider NASCAR sports. But it oh, is. come on, man. What? You're from the South. How can Dude. you not? Dude. Hey, I, no, I, I, I want to say something about no that. Look, the fact that no one has to actually physically do anything but turn left makes Come on, dude, man. Are you kidding? Nice, dude, if you threw a right-hand turn in there every now and then, that's right. all. Like, like, I understand it's cool and dirt track racing and everything. But... I consider that more of a sport. Right. I get that. Formula. I'm a huge fan of Formula One. Go Red Bull. But I, I also appreciate what they do in NASCAR because you and I could not do that. I'm, I'm telling you straight up. But I feel like I could faster than IndyCar racing. Like, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I, I understand that. I, that's I get that. stuff, man. You're going fast, slow. You're going through cities, weaving around all kinds of stuff. That's difficult. To go on a big track around and around. I, I'm not I get saying it. that it's not hard. But, dog, I think I'm going to pick that up faster. 
it's like uh no I, and i get that it's probably like uh playing in the mlb compared to uh a professional wiffle ball game maybe <laughs> uh, I, no i get i get what you're saying because formula one i've been i don't know if you guys have seen the series on netflix uh, about Formula One. If you haven't, I highly recommend it. I believe it's called uh, Something to Drive, F1 Something to Drive. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it's called, but it's unbelievable and it's made me appreciate that sport because growing up, we don't have too many Formula One fans out in America. There's only one Formula One team. I think there's only been like 10 American teams before and they all do shitty. Um, the team now is Haas Racing, who also owns or partly owns Stuart Haas uh, NASCAR. But, uh, but yeah, Formula One's sick. Those, those guys, what they do is incredible. Never mind the Indy series. That's lower than Formula One, and those guys are still absolutely nuts. Right. No, I'm serious, dude. Like that, that, I feel that is better top-tier racing than NASCAR. I mean, again, I, I know it's – And there's dudes, there's dudes out there professionally racing go-karts too. You know what I mean? Like I mean, racing is at every level. Yeah, they have professional racing, uh, like what are those, uh, like crash buggy things? I can't even remember what they're called, but you know, but like they will professionally race anything as long as there's a combustible engine. We're gonna race. Man, you're from Tennessee. They got tractor racing down there. Yeah, dude, I know, man. Dude, we got like dirt track racing too, man, dude. But does it just because we're from the south doesn't mean we support it? Yeah, yeah. dude. I mean, we'll race. that's fair. I mean, there's just nothing else to watch, and I'm not gonna sit there and watch like four hours of racing i'll be on my phone here and there but like once it gets to the end man i it there's something about nascar at the end if it's an exciting race it just gets me man i don't know it's the end man you don't there's have nothing to important about the end. that's true that's true about explosions crashes and like maybe like a tire fly across the road or something like that that's what i'm there for i'm here yeah. for mayhem for the excitement if i'm watching nascar nascar is for destruction the Indy 500, Formula One, that's not what you're looking for. If it does happen in that, good gracious God, go save that man. He's yeah. probably in a ball of fire. You know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's true. I, I, I think I hold NASCAR so close because I was, as a child, between the ages of three and five, three and six, I'd say, I was a diehard Dale Earnhardt fan. I had his lunchbox. I wanted the jackets, the hats. It was just something I grew up, me and my father just watched it. And, and it wasn't every race. We didn't sit down and watch every race. We couldn't have. But the day he died, man, was like one of the saddest days of my life as a child. And I didn't oh, even comprehend on. what happened. He's the only person in NASCAR anybody's going to ever care about passing away. Maybe his son. Jeff he Gordon? About his son passing, because just because he has the same name. But, like, even my family knew Dale Earnhardt. They went to go get a photo with him. I think they have an autographed picture of them with Dale Earnhardt. That's the only NASCAR person that they would ever have a photo with. That's dope. They, I mean, that man, people, everybody knew Dale Earnhardt. That man was like the Michael Jordan of NASCAR. Dude. He was. He was. Yeah. He was. Him and Jeff Gordon, man. Jeff Gordon, nemesis. And it's not like that anymore. We don't have these rivalries that we used to have in NASCAR. Well, they tried to have one with, uh, God, what was that dude's name? Was it like, oh. Uh, Harvick Bush? I don't know. Was it, it's like uh, 18 Bushes in NASCAR. Jeff Gordon? No, that's not it. Well, Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt, and then Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah, and Jeff know, Gordon were huge rivalries. After but After that, it's like. I don't Tony Stewart? Stewart, that's, I think that's. Jimmy it. Johnson? Like, jump out of a car and try to, like, swing on somebody? 
Yeah, uh, that that ha- that shit happens, man. Rubbin's racing. <laughs> I know, but like, but they were trying to make it a big deal and try to like you know go with it, and then like no one seemed to care, and then it just died off. Yeah, no, it doesn't happen often. But gentlemen, unfortunately, even though it's been 15 minutes, I do have to head out. I have to go to a child's birthday party. But you don't even and, know. Uh, I don't I know. know the child. Okay, look, no. You go enjoy a child's party. <laughs> I'm gonna pin the tail, man. I'm gonna pin the tail. I don't. Well, you better add more to that, cause that to the donkey, man. To the to the donkey. <laughs> Jesus. You just saying, man. Like you finish that. You need to finish your statement. All right. Well, I'm out of here. R.I.P. Right, George dude, Floyd. The bounce house. Injustice for justice. Love you guys. Stay saving them streets. Injustice for justice. I don't know what you mean, man. All right. All right. Well, I guess it leaves us, Duke. Well, do hey, man, I got a question, man. Have you been participating in the uh, protest and the riots? Have I pr- been participating in the protest? Um, I, was ho- I was watching YouTube. And I was kind of hoping uh, to see you out there, you know. What? No, you're not going to see me out there. First off, I don't live close enough to the protest. All right. How far away are you? Man, that shit is like in downtown, basically. You know my ass ain't near downtown. <laughs> like, not even, like not even close to downtown is where that's happening man uh because you can't just protest around like the valley you know like first off you're not blocking anything and no one will care uh you'll just you know you gotta like go to places where you're gonna like disturb people and like ruin their afternoon um so you can either only protest in hollywood or downtown on the interstate part of it uh the only people i have noticed have been like you know some of my white comedian friends, you know. Are you serious, dude? Well, yeah, it's yeah. safer to protest when white. That's true, but I'm just saying, like, why they get involved, you know? I mean. What do you mean, why are they getting involved? I guess, like, you know, I mean, I just don't see this. If they don't get involved, people. no one's going to care. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, man, people care, dude. I'm just saying, like, you know, I just see your, like, white comedian friends trying to be all like, uh, whatever, dude. I mean, if people truly cared, we'd still would be doing the same shit well after Dr. King. Like, I mean, if that's how. Well, yeah, man. Like, the the thing that honestly pisses me off the most is anytime somebody's like, "Oh, well, if you got a problem with this, go vote." Well, you know, it doesn't matter who we have in office. Oh, it's no the same shit. Yeah, like, Democrat, Republican, other. They're still gonna be doing the same shit. It doesn't matter who you vote for. This is a problem beyond the voting of one or the other. This is a problem within the whole entire system. So, what? When was the last time you voted? When was the last time I voted? I guess the last time we had a presidential vote. And oh, you did the Trump election? Buddy, didn't go my way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not to say I'm a sore loser or anything, because. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the first time I've lost voting for a president. Um, I think the first time I voted, I think I lost. Uh, I think that was the, the W. Bush days. But, you know, that's not important. That's the only one I voted in before I had my rights taken away. Well, I understand, man. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> voting is a privilege that, you know. And again, the fact that they can take away voting from some and give to others, and then they do it by state where it's just like, you could be a felon in New Hampshire and still vote. It's like, well, why are the felons in New Hampshire exempt? Hmm? Is there something you can tell me about the felons in New Hampshire? Why they can be exempt? Oh yeah, Florida is totally screwing them over because they just passed the 
right to get the rights back. And so now they're saying they got to pay all the fines and stuff, but they're not telling them how much money they owe to get the voting rights back. But, you know, Florida's Florida, man. Wait a second. You owe money to get your voting rights back? Supposedly, like, well, when I went through the system, they told us that to, when you had to pay off all your stuff, like even before your probation or parole or anything like that ended. But apparently in Florida, they just they charge you money for, uh, well, they charge me money for my incarceration time. That was like well, no, a thousand and I, I, I know that bullshit occurs, and I mean that's why they claim that you have to work and do all these other nonsense things. Oh no, man! Like they they made me they pay they made me pay for the fact that I sit on my ass and read books, man. Right, that's crazy. Well, I mean it's it's a, it's really unjust because you know even when you are working in there, what are you getting paid like thirty five cents an hour? And oh, how dude, is that even close to like labor rights? You know, it's I, insane. I refuse to work for them, man. They they offer that me. They offered it to me, and I was like, "Nah, man, I'm cool with that." Dude. I just go sit and read for a while. I ain't gonna work for you guys. Library? Are they gonna uh, give you the library? Oh, the kitchen, man. Oh, they're gonna give you kitchen staff, man. That's that's prime real estate, man. That's where all the smuggling comes in and out of. <laughs> no, man, but you know. How did you pass? No, I'm not. I'm upset, Duke. How did you pass up kitchen detail, man? You could have been smuggling drugs in and out of that place. Nah, man, I didn't need to catch more time for that place, man. All right, I Local County that. Jail, man. You know, <laughs> that little, like, Rutherford County at 940. If any of your listeners have ever been through Murfreesboro, please just keep on driving through because it's just yeah. not worth it. Don't go to MTSU, uh, no. especially if you're a student that wants to have any kind of fun in your university years because the police of Rutherford County – all they want to do is arrest and give out tickets. Like, that's all they want to do. It, yeah, they love it, man. It's a, it's a sport to them, man. They just love screwing people's lives up, man. I mean, UTC was better, though, for you. I mean, it was. I'm, You know, to be honest with you, I am very shocked and surprised that Rutherford County hasn't had a, one of these incidences. Oh, they have. They, they just kept it under wraps. So it was actually a few years ago where this poor kid uh, got taken into the 940 jail and said that he was having health problems, and he died in jail. Hmm. So they just, right just kind of hushed that up, you know, because, like, it wasn't on videotape, basically. So Damn. nobody cared. It was like, is this a poor kid who was a college student traveling through Murfreesboro, got pulled over, some crap, and, you know, ended up dying in jail. That was my biggest fucking fear when I was in jail. I was like, I don't want to die in this place, man, because you heard horror stories about people dying in there. I was like, I'm like, you were in your 20s and you were i was still scared man like you catch some kind of affection or something in there man they just give you tylenol man they don't yeah yeah, that's true they don't care about you in there man worse than the ladies side i mean you know if they have their their monthlies they're like so (laughs) (laughs) oh they make you pay for all that good stuff too right man you gotta pay for it with what money for the money that they you're not even allowed to keep the books that they uh, your own people, your own family send in to you. They stamp, when they get the books, they look at it through the mail and then they take a big old stamp, says property of Rutherford County Jail on it. And you're not allowed to keep it no more. They call it a donation. I mean, apparently like they, they kind of, they are trying to get rid of visitation rights for like pretty much the whole system and make it so that the only way you can communicate with family or even like your lawyers is through like some tele like telecom thing like we're doing right now like you get you had to pay for that stuff too right 
and that's yeah. the, and so they're trying to eliminate the freeway to come to visit somebody and only force that you have to pay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like this is it's a total scam, man. It's like five, six dollars a minute or some crazy oh, crap no, like no. that. It's wildly expensive. Yeah, they're, they're basically bankrupting families. Oh yeah, dude. And it's just like you know, it's all just a money grab, man. I mean, like when you get your pinky caught into it, man, it's hard to get the hell out of it because they don't set you up to succeed; they set you up to fail, no matter what, no matter what you're doing, man. I saw a man who missed his parole meeting or probation meeting, right? He was, he had his preacher, he had his boss, he had his family, he had all these people come in and say, he's a good man, he's doing right, you know, don't send him back to jail, it was just a mistake of missing one probation meeting, he showed up like an hour late, and the probation officer refused to meet with him, and the judge still threw him in jail. The man's preacher came and talked to him. All right, well, I mean, look, in, in fairness, dude, in fairness, if you were in the mob, you could get a priest your old school teacher, you can get all kinds of people to show up and say a good word for you, even though like you might've murdered someone the night before. So like, I mean, just because these people are speaking out on your behalf doesn't mean that you are a good person, but at the same time, it is kind of rude to just dismiss it so quickly as it sounds oh, like you're saying they did. Yeah. They were just like, Oh, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, the guy was like, was doing right for so long and just like overslept and made a mistake. And, you know, it was awful, dude, because the poor guy was crying and shit. Because he he'd been like on probation for, I think like four years, and they were about to restart it over again. Ooh. Like, and that was the thing too. Like, you violate your probation, they'll restart that shit over again, man. That's you why all the Adam, if I'm on probation, I'm not sleeping. You know, especially the night before anything I gotta do. You know, there's no sleep. I'm making sure I'm there, bright eyed, bushy tail, hell before the judge. I'd be like, you know, I ain't doing drugs because I was here before you got here. And those probation officers, you know, it's a very um, high turnover job. Nobody wants to be a probation officer, man. It's horrible. You know, that's the only kind of officer I'd want to be. (laughs) That's the only one I want to be. No, I'm serious, man. Like, I'm not going to want to be out there on the streets trying to mess with thugs. I mean, look, if, if I was forced to be a police officer, like they were like, you have to be a cop. Like there's nothing else you can do. You have to do it. I would do that. Or maybe I'd be like a CSI come in and investigate afterwards, you know, clean up all the blood and semen samples or stuff like that. You know, do some lab tests. The cleanup. Like either the I'm going to pee in a cup or I'm going to do lab tests, but that's it. I'm not, I'm not out there in the streets being a cop, man. Fuck that. But also too, you still get to carry a gun and a badge. If you're right, yeah, I still get to get, have a gun and a badge, and I can be like threatening when all 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 the while all I do is stand in a room and watch someone pee in a cup, <laughs> which was just <laughs> really uncomfortable after a while. I've had to poo in front of a man before because I couldn't get a urine. I mean, you so, become numb to that after like two weeks. Oh yeah, dude. Two weeks of watching people pee, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. Give me the cup. <laughs> Not even phased by it, like. So, like, hey, but you might want to trim more. Nah, man. Like, it was, you know, it was a horrible experience, but I'm lucky I went through drug court, got taken care of because, man, it was absolutely, absolutely horrible. Uh, but, you know, I'm glad you got the hell out of Tennessee, man. Just well, I'm glad you're out of there, too. I'm glad you're in a legal state. Legal you state, well, I can, yep. well, later today, I will go to the store. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
Dude, I get, what I get so much of this stuff for free now. I don't know. We might have to edit this out of the pie. <laughs> well, you're in a state that's legal, man. It's your job now to be a weed delivery man. Yeah, it is. Gee, I'm a provider um, of, for the people. Essential ward cross that people. Right, yeah, and I need to test it. I need to sample it so I can be a good apothecary uh, for these people. Because, you know I mean, you don't want to sell people crap that doesn't get them high. No, dude, and and, and it's getting bad now. I'm not even going to lie to you, dude. I might, I might become bougie. Like, I mean, I'm literally dealing with the highest of high end all the time now. Oh, yeah, dude. Even our crap is better than, like, you know, other crap. <laughs> it's just like you can tell this is, you know, it's being done properly, processed, you know. I mean, we have stuff that, you know, certain celebrities will only want. It's the, like, high-end vegan stuff, which I'm still not understanding how. Vegan? Yeah, I know. I, it, it's still, I still kind of question it. So I'm like, how is it vegan and the others aren't? Like maybe they're maybe they refuse to use any kind of manure with growth. Maybe that's what it is. Well, they that would be um, done by aeroponics, and you know that's a high way. But I just didn't understand how growing plants have to do with vegan. I know. Well, it's already vegan because it's a fucking plant. I know, man. <laughs> but I'm just trying to say. Oh, like it is. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like it's weird. But I guess to classify, I, I assume that's what they're trying to say is that like not any animal product at all has touched this. You know, like not the poop, not anything else. I don't know. But that's how nature works, man. Animal poos and it grows again, like a manure. And I, don't, I don't know, man. I guess they're trying to make sure that no animal apparently was harmed in the making of this weed, which I never knew animals were being harmed in the making of marijuana in the first place, but. I mean, I understand the edibles, you know, being all like, yeah, we're vegan, blah, blah, blah. Yes, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the edible cook, the uh, edibles that we have that are cookies that are vegan are interesting. We have some that are uh, vegan and gluten-free, and I'm like, well, that's just not fun. Like, I don't like, <laughs> like it's gluten-free and vegan. Like, how how can that taste good? But, I mean, you know what? If I had to eat something that didn't taste that good, but it got me high, I'm probably going to still eat it. So whatever, you know, there's I mean, a reward at the end. There's a reward. Seriously, I mean, dude, if I'm, if I'm sitting there gnawing on a piece of cardboard, but it gets me high, I'm going to gnaw on that piece of cardboard, dude. I know, dude. Oh, it's, okay. So I looked it up. It's less pollution for the environment of growing the weed and less spraying of chemicals. But yeah, like that's... We got that down here too. It just says pesticide free, but you know, it's not vegan. <laughs> right, exactly. That's that's the only thing I could think of is what that's what they were trying to say is that they're doing it without pesticide. But I'm like, there's a lot of companies that do it without pesticides. Mostly the indoor companies, you know, and so it's just like, Well then what are you saying here? It's like Yeah, apparently the animal derived fertilizers, they have it vegan now, which is just absolutely nuts. I mean, I don't understand, like, are you, right, are you, have, not, you can't have animal poop, even <laughs> though that doesn't hurt them in any way, they have to do it. They flush the plants out, too, after you cut, after, before you cut them down, you have to flush them out of every nutrients and everything else, so I don't understand, like, what does it matter? Like, that's just, that's just, that just sounds like a marketing scheme to me. I'm sure it is, dude. I'm I mean, sure it is. that's nuts, man. I mean, that's, that's, that's hotty toddy, man. Very uh, up, up for the class today, there, buddy. 
vegan. vegan. So I'm living a fancy life with this, and you know, there's nothing I can do. How how how's this achievement, like, man? Drawer full of pre rolls. Like I just like buy them just because they're so cheap for me, you know. And I'm just like I'm just loading them up. How uh, for, for a rainy day? Do you guys have a lot of sativas up there, or? You know what? People here really love their indicas. Now, not to say that sativas don't roll through, but like the indica is the easiest thing to find in bulk all, all the time. All the time. Indica, indica. indica. Uh, you get a lot of hybrids come through, usually indica-based hybrids. But yeah. It's definitely going to be the, the harder thing to find. But, you know, the market for sativa is like, you know, the people who love sativa, much like myself, we really love it, and we really and we want that stuff, you know. So, and I I love it too. It's just extremely hard to find, man. Like, uh, I can't find a good train wreck. I can't find a good, you know, a, a good uh, haze. You know, it's all just hybrids, or they call it sativa hybrids. Uh, right but now, I have a uh, Mac One sativa from the Humboldt brand. Uh, also have some super sour diesel. That's a pretty popular sativa right now. On oh, the- well, you're in Cali, though, to where you guys actually have the real sour diesel. I've been um, looking for it here, and every sour diesel I smoke up here has just been kind of like not what my the experience I've had down there with smoking sour diesel. So well, I mean, I tried to give you a great experience while you were down here, Duke, and I'll tell you if you... And the Blue Dream down there is totally different, too. Right. If you get in a car... You know, quarantine yourself out in the outskirts of LA for a little bit. I'll let you in. <laughs> let you in. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. You can actually deliver to my car too, man. As I'm sleeping in the Walmart parking lot, I appreciate that, man. There you go. There you go. But well, you know, uh, yeah. I guess what what what's what's really going on out there? I mean, is there anything left to talk about in the sports world? I mean, there's not much, you know. Well, like, man, you know, um, you know, at this point, Clowney's still on the market, man. Apparently, um, the Browns offered him a humongous deal, and uh, Javon Clowney decided not to take it. Um, well, here's the thing. Like, why ruin yourself by going to the Browns? I understand that. There's no – like, again, we discussed this. The Browns, the Lions, the Bengals. I mean, there's just certain organizations. Like, if I am a free agent, I will wait, you know? Hopefully somebody else will bring me an offer. It could be for $15 million less, but I'd rather have a chance at improving myself and at least enjoying my week to week play. You're just not going to get that with Detroit, Cleveland, or Cincinnati. I mean, if you are a player for any of those franchises and you can hear me right now, just know you are a disappointment to yourself, your family, and everyone in those cities. I mean, yeah, exactly. Have some uh, pride for yourself and demand a trade. Like he's the, also, second, the second they tell you you're going to go play for the Cleveland Browns, have respect and demand a trade. <laughs> he also, too, uh, he's getting up there in his years. So he's hitting his twilight. He's hitting his prime, basically. Do you want to waste your prime old. years? How old is he? Like 28? He's getting there, man. You're talking 28 like he's an elderly man. Well, I mean, this is football, though, dude. I mean, like, you know, when, when you get up, the, up to the 30s, man, your uh, play kind of diminishes just a little bit. Well, we would think that with people like Tom Brady, but that jackass was still oh. making 
playoff appearance. Well, he also, too, is not, he wasn't as physical as a defensive back has to be. Well, you're just like throwing your body out there all the time, you know? That man still has 300 pound men coming at him. You yeah, man. Take those hits? Yeah, but I mean, I'm saying Clowney likes to hit a guy every single time going through trying to get to the quarterback, you know? I'll tell you, man, I'd rather lay punishment than have to run away in, in, in fear. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Imagine you're 40 years old running away from a 26-year-old, 350-pound man. That can't be fun. So, Clowney's 27. See, so I told you he wasn't that old, man. I was like, <laughs> like – He's got – I would say he's probably got about four or five good years left. So, Jesus. like, how – I mean, do you really want to waste those years? A good years? linebacker can get into his 30s, man. I'm saying, though, man, he got that – is he going to waste his time with the Browns like that? Hell no. Well, of course you can't waste your prime years with the Browns, no matter what, dude. Again – you can't waste it with any of those three franchises. Actually, I'll throw the Jets in the mix because lately they ain't been any good either. You Jets, know? Jets haven't been good since the butt fumble, man. Right, exactly, dude. And that was, and those were just weird, shining years for the Jets because, like, again, like they hadn't really been worth a squirrel fart since way back when Keyshawn was on that team, man. And that is a long ass time. Long time. And then before that, you got to go back to Johnny U. So, like, we're going to – I mean, good, great. The Jets, they're barely better than, like, a Lions or a Browns or Cincinnati Bengals. Like, they're barely, they're barely a step above. But they're also one of those where it's just like, yo, know, if you were sitting there on draft day and they say that name, man, you better talk to your agent quickly or somebody. You better get that, get that name off of your jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Now, how many times you can change your jerseys like the Browns did already again? They, you know, made it look like a little bit old school. But It doesn't matter what you do with the jersey. Matter, dude. It matters what you do upstairs. It matters what – You can't get that stink off, man. Right, man. They, even when they basically became a new Cleveland Browns, they still had the stank of Cleveland Browns on them. I mean, the Cleveland Browns that we knew as a child or as children – are now the Ravens, right? Yeah. Those and then they Ravens went to go win a Super Bowl. After. Had to leave that skid mark city to go win some championships, okay? Now, there's a – I mean, it's a brand-new franchise in Cleveland in comparison to the old crappy one, and it's still crappy. So the fact that you, you basically completely changed over everything, it's the city. That's the problem, you know? It's a stink, man. I mean, you just can't get it off of you, man. Right. I mean, I just think Ohio is meant for college football. You know, they can have Ohio State. They can have corrupt football in which, if you just throw the most money at a team, they can win. But other than that, dude, like they just—it's weird that the Football Hall of Fame is located there because, like, it's just not doesn't feel deserving. Oh, speaking of college football hall of fames and stuff i heard the one in atlanta uh, got destroyed oh um i hope uh, those looters got some good stuff man you uh-huh. know maybe a jersey maybe a helmet hopefully they got a ricky williams jersey here listen right now if you are a looter in atlanta georgia and you were able to rip off any ricky williams memorabilia please send it to us email us Find us on whatever you can, Ricky Williams Trilogy. We will I, – I will find a way. I will – you know, we will make a trade. 
I have assets. You have assets. We'll, we won't bring the uh, government or the police involved in any of this. I would just like to, if it's just an old Texas ring, if you have any Ricky Williams memorabilia, <laughs> please let us know. Please, please, man. Because, you know. I put that on Twitter. I might have to make an anonymous account. <laughs> so I'm asking for stolen goods. Because, I mean, he, I don't know if he's part of the Hall of Fame, but, I mean, I'm sure he, they have some kind of. In the College Football Hall of Fame. There's, There's no, no way Ricky Williams is not in the College Football Hall of Fame. He's got to have a, he was a Heisman Trophy winner, so he's got to have a jersey or something, man. You know? He's got to have something in there. A shoulder pads, a helmet. I mean, a shoulder pad? Yeah, I'll take a shoulder pad at Ricky Wool, man. Come Ricky on, man. Gloves, at least. If you've got some gloves that he wore and game, game used gloves, just anything. Anything, man. Some treat. But his cup or jock strap. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe that was on display. If it was, <laughs> I'm not paying good money for it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm. That was just, you know, please, people, if you got anything, because, you know, we love Ricky here, man. Yeah, anything Ricky Williams. Now, if you have some other Williams, I don't care for it. Um, no, 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 man. There's too many Williams out there, but there's only one Ricky Williams, man. I know. If it doesn't say 34, I'll know it's not real. Um, let's see. Let's see what else we got here, man. Uh, baseball is supposedly coming back, man. Um, oh, the talks. I mean, look, MLB can't be happy with the fact that they're seeing lower than triple a baseball happening over in korea i mean like would you even consider it double a baseball i mean like the talent of it's probably like single a double a baseball is what they're pretty much working i mean i've never seen so many blown save games i'm like who are these closers i mean like every other game is a blown save man like it's literally just some guy who could barely throw the ball over the plate is who they got closed in these games, and they're getting blasted on. So, uh, no, it's not the greatest baseball, but at least it's a sport. People are watching. Um, um, they also better, want to. It's better than all these home videos they keep showing us on ESPN. Like, they're like, oh, look at my five-year-old who dunked the basketball on a five-foot goal. And it's like, okay, or – Hey, look at this dude who swung the bat backwards to hit a home run. It's like that's cool, but like, I don't care about parlor tricks. I know, dude. Like, what a parlor trick is Duke. That's <laughs> filmed, cut immediately for that twenty-second glimmer of time, and you just keep pumping it like it's something you can constantly do. Mother, you can't do that all the time. You can't just swing the bat backwards and hit home runs every day. Because if you did, you'd be in Major League Baseball. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, dude. Oh, man, dude. That... Or at least be a sideshow act for some sort of weird, like, you know, carny circus where it's like, can you hit a home run like this guy? If you can, we'll give you a thousand dollars, you know, something like that. You know, like, they would do something with that. But the fact that you do something once, like, as you often say, even a blind squirrel can find a nut, which really isn't a great saying because I'm pretty sure squirrels use their sense of smell to find these things. So, Blind squirrels will constantly eat no matter what. But, <laughs> but under the analysis, something, someone who cannot see can occasionally find something. Or, you know, a uh, broken clock is right twice a day. There you go. That's, so, there you go. That's another one, you know. So you are correct. So, again, it's that kind of same, like, idea where it's just like, 
yeah, buddy, you did it this one time. You filmed it. You caught it. You caught it. You caught that moment. Now you're just going to keep pumping it out. I, it, I know, dude. It's like, I'm too, like, I'm tired of seeing these, like, you know, athletes being in fancy homes, too, with a little children. Like, look at the little kid uh, baseball. It's like, okay, that's great. But uh, that's your family life, man. I don't even know about that. I just, I just care about what's on the field, man. You know? Well, I mean, look, do they already say, Duke, that about, like, 30% of your Major League Baseball players, their parents were a Major League Baseball player. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we're basically getting home footage of the next stars, really, if we're being, if we're going to be honest, man, because, like, these kids are probably going to be baseball players. Now, it doesn't work the same in all sports. Like, no. if your father was a boxer, you're probably not going to be a boxer because now you have money and you're not hungry and you don't need to hit somebody to prove nothing, you know? <laughs> so, like, doesn't usually work in the boxing world um definitely doesn't always work out in the soccer world i can't think of a lot of father-son combos in the soccer world can you like usually like you're good at soccer you're just good at soccer like i don't really i can't think of a lot of like legacies in that um you know you're gonna have them in baseball you got them definitely in basketball um football is another one too but football is not necessarily guaranteed because, like, all you got to do is just be big, strong, and angry, and you can be a football player. Yeah, yeah, easily, man. I mean, you, you got. I mean, they'll take the roughest talent out there, even if, like, as long as you're a huge guy, we can, we can, we can teach you fundamentals and at least make you at least a halfway decent football player. Yeah, you I mean, just go out there and smash I mean, homie came from Africa. Barely ever played football. It was professional. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, look at the Patriots guys, man. Like um, that Hogan guy, played lacrosse. Oh look, now he can play football now. Or all these basketball players they get who are like, oh yeah, I was a basketball player. I can go to play tight end, man. Well, I mean, tight ends usually are basketball players. That usually is how that works. I mean, like somebody like Charles Barkley probably would have been like you know one of those people where like you know if he wasn't so good with those soft hands in the paint he probably played tight end for you know Auburn you mean he would be on the same team as Bo Jackson man probably dude man you know him and Bo don't get along man well of course because they had they were both stars at the university in their own respective ways but I could understand that because you know, Charles Barkley has always believed he was the best athlete of all time until, I guess, he met Michael Jordan. But, like, I'm sure Bo Jackson feels the same way about himself. Like, he felt like he was probably the best athlete of all time. And to be honest with you, we're still not even sure if he wasn't. I mean, that freak accident kind of just ruined it. But, I mean, uh, still to this day, I think Bo Jackson, if he didn't get hurt the way he did, might have put up some of the greatest numbers we would ever see. Oh, Hall of Fame all the way. I mean, he would have uh, demolished the records, man. But yep. it's just too damn strong, man. I mean, that tackle. That. I mean, if he you know, was the tackle, man, like his his legs were just like moving so. The way that he got hurt was something was, which most people would have already fallen down from. But since he still had the strength to hold himself up, it made it a worse injury when he finally came down. He just was like, you know, because you know he's just like those tree trunks, man, of legs, dude, just just amazing. Boy had some thigh meat. Dude. I mean, the boy ran like he had. And he, the thing, too, he didn't go to training camp. He would just go straight from baseball to football. I don't want to do training camp. It's okay. I'll still go out there. He didn't have time. I mean, he, 
Dion did it too. Yeah, but uh, Dion, man, he made business decisions too. He didn't tackle. Yeah, he did make business decisions. And he also wasn't used as much as Bo. Like, Bo was used, like, regularly. All, like, all Bo was running the outfield. Whereas, like, Dion, they're like, uh, you want to go steal a base? <laughs> you want to go be a pinch hitter? Okay, Dion, go steal he wasn't a base. Even a pinch hitter, dude. He was a pinch runner. They were like, boy, you want to go steal a base? Like, that's all he did out there. Like, he ain't hitting no, he ain't hitting no balls. He ain't shag nothing. He didn't do anything but steal bases. That is all Dion Sanders did. Let's see his baseball status there, man. Because you're probably right about that. Yeah, dude. I, and I mean, I barely remember his baseball career, and that's because there was barely a baseball career to speak of. I mean, he had um, 2,123 uh, 2, at-bats, only 558 hits, uh, 39 home runs, and a batting average of 263. Yeah, he's batting a quarter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, that's a quarter, man. Like, you, that ain't good. That's not good in baseball, man. Like, you you can't stick around with that unless you have amazing defense. Like you have to be a shortstop batting that low. Yeah, he. I mean, that's not, that those at bats are pretty damn high for as many hits he got. Exactly, that's, dude, and that's, that's because a he was a star. B they knew if he got on base, he would be lightning fast. So like you know he would he get on first and probably you know steal second, and then in some sort of like dribbler he'll be able to get from second to home because there'll be an error on the play. Like, you know, like he was fast and he knew how to run them bases. He can hit the ball. He I mean, he didn't catch he, shit. He, he hit the That's ball 26% of the time. Man. Deion Sanders played defense, right? So yeah, that he was a center fielder. Yet they had a boy playing baseball. He didn't have good hands. Like he couldn't. <laughs> so dumb. He, so dumb. Dude, he had 26% of hits every time he went to hit. That was his. So every time he went up, he had a twenty-six percent chance to hit the ball. That's yeah, dude. You want thirty? <laughs> you want at least thirty-five to forty? You want, well, you're not gonna get forty. I mean, that's amazing. But you want thirty, thirty-five. You want thirty range. You don't want twenty-five percent. Like that's. I mean, look, they bear. And you know what? You probably need to look at those stats too, because I'll I'll bet money that a hundred of those were bunts. I'm, I'm not even lying, dude. I'll bet money a hundred of those were bunts. Uh, let's say, let's see if I can find a bunt stat here. They won't give you that. You no. can't that. He only but, had a he had 186 stolen bases. Yeah, and, that's why we kept him around, man. And one 168 RBIs. Yeah, Jesus, uh, man, he had almost as many stolen bases as he had runs batted in. So, like, hey, Dion, go and get a base, man. That's again, dude. That's what he was there for. He was there for those feet, fast little feet. I mean, he he played for the Reds, the Giants, Reds again, and then finished his career with the Reds. He didn't he didn't quit playing baseball until two thousand and one, man. Man, yeah, he played for a while, but he just wasn't really he wasn't really there, you know, because since the fact that he played for the boys for some of that you know he didn't have to show up because jerry jones would be like you don't have to show up you know so jerry's like no man you don't have to show up dion i like you man you're a good guy you don't have to show up man and, and it really wasn't that bad either because pretty much he would just skip out early 
on the end of the baseball season, which really wasn't a thing for the teams he was playing for usually anyway, right? The Falcons. Only one time was he playing in the postseason and playing football. Um, so for the most part, dude, like once the baseball season was basically wrapping up, like he could just go right on over to play football. And his last team that he played for the NFL was the Ravens. I forgot about that. 2005. Yeah, no, because uh, he was, wasn't a, Steve Smith was on the team at the time too, wasn't he? Because I, I remember seeing the two of them on the team at the same time. So yeah. Yeah. That makes sense, right? Yeah. And then he was with the Redskins. Steve Smith too. He was with the Redskins for like a minute. And with the Cowboys, the 49ers for, he was with the 49ers for a minute just to get that ring. But he was also such a name, too, man, because, you know, it was prime time. You know, like, once you heard Deion Sanders, like, you thought amazing stuff was going to happen. I don't know why or how, man, because dude just played defense. Like, he was, like, the very first ever celebrity cornerback in the NFL. And I'm not exactly sure how he made that work because he didn't hit nobody. Oh, he made business decisions. He was just hella fast. I think the problem was he could, he was so bad at coverage, but so good at speed that it looked really good. Does that make sense? Because he would get, he would get burnt on something, but he was so fast he could make up that ground, deflect the ball, and it looked like he did something amazing, but he did something bad because he already got beat, but he was able to catch up. So the fact that, like, he just was so fast, that's what made him a star. Because he wasn't good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, like, that's awful to say, man, because I know he's a Hall of Famer, but he wasn't good. Dude, like, I I, I totally understand, man. It's just kind of like, did Dion get in the Hall of Fame because of his name and because of how he handled the media? And portrayed himself. Dude, his speed was so great at that time. Like, if he was playing with today's football players, he couldn't get burnt like that because he would have been burnt the whole way through. Like, the wide receivers now are really, really fast. But, like, you know, Dion was usually covering their number two guys, too. Like, Dion wasn't covering Jerry Rice. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it was him and Rice... Rice would have scorched his little butt to death, man, and he wouldn't have had nothing to do because Jerry would have been just too smart for him. But, you know, you put him on, like, some number two guy, and then he looks amazing against the number two guy. You know, so, like, it's crazy how, like, they made it work for Dion to be a star. And he had a, he had 53 interceptions in his entire career. What's up? He had 53 interceptions in his career. So I mean, that's not bad I that's mean, not how many bad he played he played a total of 188 games so how many uh, that's actually that's much worse now when you say it like that <laughs> i mean the so highest that's nearly 200 games and you said he only had what 50 something 53 um his highest year that like he won had every four games that's not really that amazing he his highest uh the year that he had his highest interceptions was in Atlanta in 1993 with seven. So, I mean, and then after that, he yeah, kind of was. Because he had, again, 
Duke, he had terrible hands. I mean, that that's the thing, dude. He couldn't catch. He couldn't tackle. He just, when he did catch it, dude, he was so fast, he usually ran it back. How many touchdowns does he have? Uh, let's see. He has nine total touchdowns. So nine touchdowns off 50-something interceptions, dude, that's, that's a very good stat. You know? Like, think about that, dude. That's like pretty much one out of five of those is going back. Dude, those are great stats. Now, granted, he ain't catching it very often, but if he does, it might go back. So that's the, you know, so that's how he really got a lot of his fame and attention is because he was so quick. If he did catch the ball, he was running it back. And they did use him a couple of times, though. Um, he has three touchdowns as a receiver, too. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, they were, <laughs> they were going to line him up again because he's so fast. If nothing else, he's a decoy. I mean, they decoy all the time with people. I mean, that's what the NFL is all about. I mean, they used to do that all the time with Dante Hall. You remember that? Yeah. Like, they would line up Dante Hall. He couldn't – he was like, what, maybe five foot eight on a good day. So he wasn't going to catch anything over the top. But if you could get it to him, he was going to burn you. But, like, it was hard to get it to him. And Dion did, uh, did some punt returns, too. He did have three touchdowns for punt returns. Oh yeah, dude. Again, he was the he was the fastest guy, one of the fastest guys in the NFL at that time. That's what made him so dangerous. You know, if he had better hands and better skills, like Deion Sanders, I feel like made it through his whole career on just being one of the fastest men in the sports he's playing. Because if he played basketball, I don't think he would have been. His hands aren't very good, so he wouldn't have had the good hand coordination so he wouldn't have made it in basketball he had to be in a sport in which you don't use your hands to still be successful so he had to be track baseball in a very niche way and football um let's see actually um let's see the interception leader of all time is paul cross with 81 interceptions no he definitely isn't the leader of all time no I'm just looking to see where he ranked, and he's tied with Ty Law at 24, 53. Oh, no, no. He's high up there, dude. But he also, like, but again, he played a lot of years, too. So you kind of have to, like, some of that is skewed by that because some of the other players around him, because Ty Law didn't play as long as him. Nope. Uh, Ty Law played from 95 to 2009. And then uh, Dion played from 89 to 2005. So was that like an extra year? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. So that's not much. But still, you know, he had an extra year or so on tie. And so that's why he it's so he's able to tie with them and he had less time. So, you know, you got to look at stuff like that. Nine minus, let's see, 2,000. But here's the thing, dude. Oh, well, Dion did play two extra years. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, he had two extra years on him. And Ty only played 14 years. So, yeah, so it's, not, it's not quite the same, but, you know, I could see it. Like, the numbers are what they are. He actually physically caught him, so whatever. <laughs> he, physically, he did physically caught them. He did? Yes. And interceptions and interception. I can't take that from him. I, um, I mean, you know, it is hard. It is longer to do it. And, again, dude – like, Duke, if you just go back, 
if we could get a highlight reel of the interceptions of Deion Sanders, you'll see that a lot of them were not great catches. Like, they were just bad passes, and he was there, caught the ball, and went back with it. A lot of tip balls, too. There were some tip balls in there. Um, but, like, some of them were, like, you know, these Hail Marys that were not going to be caught by the receiver. He just happened to be there, and that's an interception. Yep. But, yeah, he did not have one of the best hands, and he also didn't tackle nobody. He was just, like, it was awful. I mean, he literally was the guy that I think they coined the name shoestring tackle from. <laughs> I'm not lying, dude. I'm not lying. I think he's the man that they coined shoestring tackle from because Dion didn't want to get hurt. He never, you know, he never wanted like do anything to get him pop. So he would get enough of their foot and just grab it every because he knew they were fast and they would trip. And he would, I mean, he would basically just like wouldn't even try to touch the rest of that man's body. He would just go straight for that foot, dude. He would just go for the feet, and that's how he would tackle him. And if he didn't get the foot, it made it look like he tried because he hit the ground. And he did also, too, told teammates that he did make business decisions, too. Well, that's what it – I mean, the way he tackled was a business decision. Which, I mean, but to be blatantly honest about it, too, is like, yeah, dude. Like, you go to the locker room after playing a hot-ass game, and then the guy tells you, yeah, I was making a business decision. <laughs> well, dude, he also came from that time period, though, dude, when, like, everything changed. And I kind of wish I was born around the time that everything changed, right? Yeah. Because, like, sports changed hard, man. And we were children in that time period. But if we were adults in that time period, if we were, like, you know, like, coming up, maybe, who knows, man? Like, because everything, even fucking golf had changed at that time period. People people were even paying more attention to golf in the in the peak of the eighties and nineties, dude. Like things were just they were hitting you with so much sports information and people became just bigger than life stars. I mean, there might have been players as good as Michael Jordan before, but they didn't become Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Like Magic Johnson was huge. Larry Bird was huge, but Michael Jordan was a whole nother level, you know, <laughs> and then like, you know, like, so like, there's that, there's just like stuff like that, you know, things changed really drastically in that time period for like athletes, you know, like Ken Griffey Jr. was a huge baseball player, even though his father was a huge baseball player in his time period, but Ken Griffey Jr. was a whole nother level for our time period. Oh, dude, King Griffey Jr. was, like, one of the best swings in baseball of all time. Well, yeah, but, I mean, dude had a shoe. I mean, first off, who had shoes for baseball? You know what I'm saying? Like, he had a shoe. He had a video game. Everybody tried to get his card. I think he had a glove. Yeah, he had a glove. I remember I was a kid. I had a King Griffey Jr. glove. Yeah. So, like, I mean, homie had everything. Well, man, back to baseball, though, man. Um, The MLB has cut – Hundreds of minor league players, too, man. Yeah, uh, I saw a thing where David Price, um, because at first they weren't going to cut players, uh, but then David Price found out they were cutting players, so then they he uh, donated some money of his paycheck to some of the players in the system, which is good, you know. I mean, especially when you get to the top tier, I mean, you're getting paid 
outrageous money. You know, like someone like Mike Trout, homie's got a contract for a half bill, half a billion dollars. Whereas if you are playing probably double A baseball, I'm going to guess they're getting maybe $900 a week. And that's ridiculous. (laughs) Maybe, man. Maybe. $900 a week. I mean, you're barely getting more than a regular job, you know? That's, so you, that's and, and the dedication and time that you have to put in is rough. So do you think this is going to for taxes? So do you think this is going <laughs> to minor league baseball man for next year and the years after that? Because you know, I mean, if, like if we can't go see the uh, them play in person, then man, I mean, I don't. I mean, like, really dilute the talent in baseball. Because think about it, dude. Like the farm system is what makes it so that we see such amazing talent by the time they get to the pros. Like, at that point, man, it's just clockwork, man. Like, but if you don't have a place to, like, constantly practice that, to constantly hone those skills, I mean, where you're just looking at sloppiness, right? You're, yeah. you're going to be getting sloppier play. I mean, I just see that, like, because they were cutting down the um, – they're actually getting rid of a lot of minor league teams earlier this year. Or like late last year, and it seems like they're just going to be cutting even down more. I mean, maybe not even have like an A division, or you know, what I mean. Well, no, I, I, they'll probably still have A. Here's the thing, though, dude. Baseball has gotten greedy. <laughs> Baseball's <laughs> gotten to a point now, man, where they had multiple sections of Class A. That's ridiculous, okay? man. That's ridiculous. Just have. Class A. Like they have the rookie league. They had two different versions of Class A. Then you have double A, triple A, and the majors. So you have five different leagues before Major League Baseball. That's probably too much. That's a little bit too much, man. Right. I mean, like, it's nice that you're able to put a little baseball team in the middle of nowhere, Iowa, and you can put another little baseball team in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas, so these people can have a little this after, you know, they've pumped gas all day. But, dude, that's, it's just, it, you, you, you spread it out too much. Like, you know, there's a reason why only certain cities have baseball teams, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's too, I mean, like, the L.A. area, I want to say, has maybe five minor league baseball teams they're not of yeah. course in la county proper but i'm just saying like the la like because there's like the lake elsinore storm there's the lancaster jethawks the inland empire 66ers the rancho cucamonga quakes crap i'm missing one i'm missing a team i think there's one more but either way dude like that's a lot of teams in a general area. But granted, there's a lot of people in this general area, so it can work. But then, like, you know, you go a little further out, you know, and then, like, you got a team in Fresno and stuff like that. You know, like, it's just like you're just putting baseball teams anywhere there's, like, a bunch of people gathered. Exactly. It just seems, I mean, I get that, as you know, the, the needed necessity for baseball, but that's ridiculous to have five, like, in just that area. 
I mean, yeah, I don't know. Just it is it's just crazy to me because I didn't realize it was that bad. As crazy if it wasn't for the fact that we also have two major league baseball teams here too. You know, so it's like, what's the necess? Like, why why do we need to have all these minor league teams when there's already also two major league teams? Are they still the Los Angeles Angels or the Anaheim Angels? Well, they're called the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. That's still their full official name. <laughs> okay. But like Anaheim, okay, I don't live there, but Anaheim is a totally different city, correct? Yeah, it's in a completely different county. It's not even in Los Angeles, dude. It's literally not in L.A. County. For the fact for them to be like, we're part of Los Angeles, like, homie, you ain't in the county. That's craziness. So that means that I could say I'm like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm the Phoenix whatever. And they'll be like, you're not in Phoenix. So the Angels aren't in Los Angeles, but they can apparently claim it. So like, you can claim you're in whatever city you want to be in. That's, that's, that's horrible, man. I mean, because they were in L.A. originally, right? Or were they always in L.A.? No, they've never been in L.A. They've never been in L.A. Never they, <laughs> that's, that's messed up, babe. That's well, like, okay. They, technically, they were in L.A. originally when they were just basically playing in Dodger Stadium. But they were never supposed to be in Dodger Stadium. They just put them there for like a little while, and they were the California Angels at that time. I'm pretty sure. So like they were like, all right, you get to stay and play in Dodger Stadium for a little bit while your stadium's being built down in Anaheim. But that's it, dude. That's it. That is the. Uh, so they never really were the L.A. Angels. They were just like, just chilling. <laughs> They're kind of like the Chargers right now, just chilling, man. You know, yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, but but in difference, you know, the Chargers were always there, and then were moved from there. You know, which is just still unbelievable that you know San Diego still doesn't have a team. I mean, it's disgraceful. I mean, so many people. First off, there's so many people who live in the city of San Diego in its outskirt areas. Like, it can easily house the team. It just makes no sense that they weren't going to put together a stadium for them, or at least renovate that stadium to a degree in which, you know, sewage wasn't, I guess, pouring in through the, you know, locker rooms or whatever their problem was. Speaking, um, of, speaking of the Chargers, man, uh, Melvin Gordon said this week that he, uh, playing the Chargers games, have prepped him for not playing with no fans in the state, in the stands, dude. What's the point in playing with no fans in football? I don't know, man. Like that's what I'm saying. Like that's just it's gonna be. I barely see it in baseball, but dude, there's certain sports you got to get that crowd hype from. You know, like I still play basketball to this day, but there's still a difference I can tell from basketball when there's like people there in the crowd and that energy, even just the nervousness of just being like, I don't want to embarrass myself. But if there's, like, just pickup games and you're just playing with dudes on the court, you don't care at all what happens because, you know, you can be like, all right, well, I'll just, you know, shut this dude down later and then I'll get my respect back. But you can't get the respect back from the crowd if you've embarrassed yourself, you know, or at least you feel like you can. But, like, the football, like, you need that energy. You need that crowd roar. You need somebody yelling and screaming to go hit somebody. Yeah. I mean, like, even at 25% of the stadium they're talking about now, like allowing only twenty five percent of people to attend. Oh. I mean, that's low. I guess when you say it that way, dude, that's actually a sold out crowd in Cleveland. So, damn. 
I mean, that'll be the Chargers too, sold out crowd. But well, I mean, dude, let's be honest, man. No one's going to see the games of these sorry teams. Actually, I guess Cleveland did have a few people show up in the beginning of last year because they had false hope. Then they started to realize it was the same old story again, and then they started. Uh, oh, after the Titans beat them in the first game, when they just came. Uh, I mean, they around. still had hope after that, dude. The hope, the hope, <laughs> hope. Was way yeah, no. through the season. The hope was there, man. That yeah, was because, you know, like one game. Plus, you, the the loss to you guys wasn't like a blowaway loss. I mean, like you know, it wasn't like they got beat sixty to three, and everyone's like, "Dang, y'all ain't got no business being on the field." Like you know, it was it was a good hard fought game. You know, I mean, they just lost it because um, they weren't the better team, and clearly, you can still see it, that they're not going to be. It was forty three to thirteen. Yeah, I know, dude. But so being thirty points, dude. I'm just saying, like, they didn't even show up. I mean, yeah, but that's still – it's a beating, but it's still a respectable beating. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like you were completely just like like that Super Bowl that we all will recall when the Cowboys beat the mess out of the Bills, and you're like, good Lord, dude, that's not that's not even nice. Like, it didn't even look like at all like fair competition. <laughs> it did not look like somebody asked a high school football team to come out and play a professional team that day. Well, it was a great game because, you know, to see that team explode with all the hype that they were supposed to be having and for them to just totally be like, yeah, you haven't even had a winning season yet, and now you're claiming you're going to go to the Super Bowl. Like, put, it, put together a winning season. It's because people wanted to write the narrative before it even started. And it's like you, they're like, you got a number one draft pick, Baker Mayfield. You got him with this, the coach that he wanted. Coach just gonna help lead him. It's like that coach looks so sloppy, kitchen. I mean, oh, my god, I mean, he looked <laughs> like he had never had a professional job in his life, and he's out there trying to coach a football team. And then you let the quarterback choose who the coach is gonna be. Come on, owner, but really? you can't give the keys to the Ferrari to a six year old man. Like Baker hadn't done anything yet to prove that he was worthy of choosing his own coach. You know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I'll tell you, is barely qualified enough as far as I'm concerned to be a person to pick his own coach, right? I mean, here's here's the guys I'm going to say can pick their own coach, right? Tom Brady, fine. Drew Brees, perfectly fine with that, too. Phillip Rivers, he can do it, too. At this point in time, there's nothing Phillip Rivers hasn't seen. He's just going to do whatever he wants to do. You know, so, like, those guys – Whatever, man. They don't need coaching as far as I'm concerned. They've seen it all. They've been around for so damn long. They can choose whatever coach they want because they're probably not going to listen to them. But you're not going to do that to some rookie. All right? You have one year. You're going to be like, here's the keys to the car. Kiss my ass, Cleveland. That's why you always stink. Because, uh, I mean, that was his second year. I mean, you know, we all know that the sophomore slump is a real thing. And Baker just, just, just didn't do it, man. He I mean, wasn't even close to doing it. Plus, they went and got an all-star, quote-unquote, wide receiver with Odell Beckham Jr., who's dysfunctional in all hell. Couldn't get it done with him. Also had Landry. Also, you have weapons out of the backfield like they did. I mean, it's just you're destined to be terrible. You have so much, Cleveland. You have so much. So much. Would kill for half that roster. 
and y'all can't even get a winning season with it. Y'all, you're just terrible. It's a terrible, dysfunctional organization that's never going to go anywhere. I mean, they even have big names on their defense, and they can't even stop the ball. So I don't understand it, dude. I don't understand it. I mean, you got Garrett. You got Landry. You got all sorts of people. Dude, they have all man. kinds of players, man. Even when they had Hunt playing. Kareem Hunt was great for us. When he went to Cleveland, the few games he played, granted, he only had half a season because of, you know, some incident uh, that he did. But homie looked real pedestrian, real pedestrian coming out of the backfield. Had no explosion, didn't look any better than any other running back in the NFL. And that's a real step down from him looking like one of the most dominant running backs in the NFL to looking like just another guy. Damn, dude. Damn. I mean, it's just wasted talent, my friend. Just wasted talent. Well, it's just certain coaches know how to use talent. My thing is this, Duke. Everybody in the NFL is a professional, right? Correct. That's what we believe. That's what we're supposed to be told. You've been drafted. Someone's paying you. You're working your best to be the best athlete, okay? So technically, the playing field should be roughly about the same. It's just how you work with the pieces that you've been given. You know, some organizations you can clearly see know what pieces look like that they need and can work with it. You got organizations like the Steelers. They usually seem to know what to do and how to get it done. Well, I mean, Mike Tomlin is a damn good coach, though. So, right. yeah, but I mean, again, like, that's one of the, that's, you know, a team that you can go to and be like, yeah, they probably got it done. Recently, they haven't been looking so good, but for the most part, the Green Bay Packers is usually a team that you could go to for like, this is how you put together a football team. Um, another team of note, most of the time, the Kansas City Chiefs usually has a team that's in the mix. It's just finally now we decide to win a Super Bowl, but we've always had a team that's been, you know, in the mix, a pretty good football team. You know, well, I just Andy Reid finally got out of his out of his own way and just let Mahomes do his thing. Well, I mean, but we had other good coaches in the past. past oh, dude, Marty Schottenheimer, dude. Yeah, yeah, Marty and Dick. You know, we we had some guys, man, and like you know, they still couldn't get it done, but they still gave us winning seasons pretty regularly. So it's like, uh, but. Yeah. Either way, dude, like there's certain teams that you can go to and you know things are going to be okay, and there's other teams that you can't rely on for anything, you know? I mean, you go to Jacksonville, you don't know what's going to happen there. Um, a, it's a young, younger organization, but, like, they just really haven't been the same since uh, uh, Burnell was their quarterback, man, and that was a long, long time ago, you know? Long time ago, man. Marty Schottenheimer was your coach from 89 to 98. Yeah, I know. Those are some good years, man. He was my first coach. He was, he was a good coach, man. Just, But, again, he's the first coach enough. that I know. Because oh, yeah. I that would be when I started to start watching football. So that's the first coach I know. That's the, As far as I'm concerned, when I started being a Chiefs fan, that was my coach. That was your boy, man. That was your boy until 98. He was out there cursing. He also taught me how to swear. I'm not even playing, dude. That dude was swearing a storm up. And I could tell, like, my parents, at least my father, went too happy about it, you know, that I became a Chiefs fan. Because, like, my intentions were, were moral and true. It's not that I wanted to be a Chiefs fan because I wanted to learn how to swear from Marty Schottenheimer. 
but I learned how to swear from him because that's all he was doing. And you couldn't, I mean, the microphones weren't as good back then. Like you couldn't like pinpoint where you wanted the sound to come from, you know? So, <laughs> you know, they're just trying to get some, you know, audio of the players. And here's Marty being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, man. Back in the nineties, dude, when football was football too. Yeah, well, Tony I mean, also basketball, yeah. you learned how to swear because, like, you know, those like Jordan right there, dude. Jordan was just dropping the f bombs left and right, man. Oh yeah, dude. People talking about each other's mamas and shit. Oh, dude. Like, I mean, <laughs> unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Good times, man. I just don't have that no more, man. The last dance, right? Were we gonna have a moment where we talked about the last dance? Uh, yes, I actually too had to get caught up on that. I'm on episode four. Are you only on episode four, man? Um, just because, man, I got distracted. I know, dude. This is Michael Jordan. This, this is, is the man that made basketball. As far as I'm, I mean, the dude is still selling shoes. You know, hadn't played in years. People still buying this man's shoes. <laughs> man, I mean, just. I'll get to it, man. We'll have a separate podcast for that because we can bring the moose on there, you know, see what he thinks too. Because I'm just saying, dude, it was a, it was a great thing to see. It was weirdly done though, again because of, only from the vision of Michael Jordan having complete control on how he was viewed and depicted, which I feel like that's how his whole life has always been. I feel like he's always had control to a certain degree, you know. <laughs> you don't really, you, know, you didn't really ever hear anything bad about Michael Jordan, really. Even though the man is notoriously known for being a fucking asshole, but you don't see it. You know, like he is notoriously known for that, right? Notoriously He's terrible with fans. Like apparently, you can't even approach him on a golf course without him like trying to burn his cigar in your eye. You know, but like, <laughs> but you didn't see none of that. None, none of that. None of that's coming out. Because he has all control of it. He's not like, here's the thing. You know, he tries to claim that the reason why he has to be who he is is so is his competitive drive. It's like you can still be competitive and not punch your teammate in the face. You know, like it's just like <laughs> he did feel bad about it though. You know, he did apologize for it to see. Yeah, you know, that. it's funny, you can always apologize for it after the fact, but that was ne it was never needed to get to that escalation in the first place. You are a professional. You're also seven inches taller than this little white man. Like, there's no reason you need to punch Steve Kerr in the face. <laughs> it just built character, man. I don't know if it builds any character. It builds but character. Steve Kerr also had, like, the same, you know, traumatic Papa being murdered kind of situation. Like, y'all should have came together on that instead of punching each other. Just be like, you know, my daddy was murdered, too. But his daddy wasn't murdered for the gambling debts, supposedly. Well, yes. So, you know, still they Michael, talk about that though. Like, still, Michael's father's murder is the. It's just, it's wild, dog. It's wild. How does a man, Michael Jordan's father, end up missing and then found in a box? It's crazy. Did they talk about that on the? Um... I mean, they did barely. They gloss over it. So Michael's <laughs> like, I'm sad. But then, like, but then it was also to kind of like disprove the fact that it was that he was like sent away from basketball and all this stuff was for gambling. It, it's so weird. It's like, yeah, Michael, you're going to depict it in a way that gambling's not a problem. 
you're the one making the documentary. Like you, <laughs> you're gonna make. You're like, no, my gambling problem's not a problem. He was like, I, you, you just watch it, dude. You'll see. Um, yeah, I'm sure they gloss over it because there's a few times I've noticed that they, they didn't challenge him, or, you know, they didn't throw no shade at Jordan, even they're when gonna, they're never gonna challenge Jordan. Even when they did challenge him, the way that he responded was he he sat down with I think Ahmad Rashad. He sat down and had like an interview with him personally out of the blue. He told Ahmad, he was like, I'm ready to talk now. Bring a camera. That's how he did it. That's how, not, on, not on their terms. Everything always had to be on Michael's terms. Now, Michael comes into the room apparently wearing sunglasses the whole time, trying to defend himself about his gambling problem. Now, why are you wearing sunglasses? Because if we can't see your eyes, Michael, which we see all the time, every time you play basketball, it doesn't seem very truthful, especially since 99% of your interviews, Michael Jordan, you're not wearing sunglasses. So the one time in which you try to defend your gambling habit, you're wearing sunglasses. Oh, dude, he did the sunglasses, man. He did the dude, man. Right. The glasses on, man. Act like you ain't paying attention. You know, you know you're not supposed to do that. It's not like Michael Jordan had just gotten into the NBA. It wasn't like he was some fresh-faced rookie. He had been in there for almost a decade at that point. He, they knew his name. It's right. like, come on, man. He ain't wearing sunglasses. And, and you get to call the shots, Michael. What are you doing? What are you doing, Michael? Come on, man. I mean, you know. I mean, like, I mean, again, the Charles Barkley gambles too, though. So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, why? Charles gambled and had prostitutes. Charles Barkley's level of debauchery is a little different. <laughs> it's debauchery different. Well, Charles kept getting caught picking up ladies on the streets. And it's like, Charles Barkley, you can't keep picking up street hoes, man. You, you need to get an escort. You need to do this top dollar. You can't just keep going basement dollar prostitute. People know who you are. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm like, now, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to spe- I'm speculating here, but when you get that high up, I'm sure there's people you go to who can help you out and I'm you just sure have to just, you just sure don't have to go some people have a menu that they like to choose certain items from okay but <laughs> whatever the case may be dude you can't just again you're six foot what nine is that how tall charles is something like that Man. charles is six foot six what six foot six charles barkley's taller than six six that's this was Wikipedia. This was official site says. Says he's six six. Yeah. Good lord, and he was battling in there with a, like a power forward. Good god, that's weird. For some reason, I felt he was a little taller than that. Hmm. All right. Anyway, dude. He's a little taller. Yeah. I mean, he he still was a he was still uh, athletic and muscular. So. Well, no, but that's weird because he's the same height as Michael Jordan. They completely uh, played different styles of basketball, that's for sure. But like, Charles didn't have the skills like Jordan did either. Yeah, but Charles was down in the paint boxing up like, you know, Patrick Ewan and stuff like that. Anyway, that's crazy. He was doing that at 6'6". Six, six. That almost makes him a better basketball player because he was on, taking on six or more inches. But either way, um, Charles, he, he has his things. He's a tall man. He's pretty well known. You can tell his voice when you hear it. So, like, you can't, again, you can't just pull up and try to order ladies of the night when everybody knows who you are. 
Also, too, what about groupies? I feel like, you know. I don't know if you still have groupies this far down the line, dog. Like, Charles hadn't played in a while. I don't know if your NBA groupie status, because he wasn't on TV at this point, right? Like, he wasn't on TNT yet. So I don't know if, you know, groupies was trying to get on Charles, or at least not the groupies he was looking for. Like, you know, because that would probably be, like, ladies his own age. And I don't think that's what Charles is playing with. (laughs) I think Charles is trying to go 20 years under. Well, I assume that you uh, you did go to that bar the one time and saw Michael Irving uh, buying drinks for some bridesmaids, right? Not for the bridesmaids, homie. For the damn bride to be, he he fucked that woman. I'm gonna tell you right now, he fucked that woman that night. If you are a man, let me see, who married a woman in San Diego, God, how many years back would this have been? <laughs> I'm trying- we need to tell you the truth right now, man. Your wife was not faithful. She is not faithful. I'll tell you that right now. They had sex. Oh, God. What football game? It was the Chargers and Chiefs. What year was that? I want to say, it, okay, it was before the Chiefs or before the Chargers got here. I want to say it was probably five years ago. If your wife got married about five years ago, on the weekend in which the Chiefs and the Chargers were playing, I think it was a Thursday night game. If this rings a bell to you, sir. Let me look it up. Thursday night. Your wife's not faithful. Chiefs, <laughs> <laughs> Thursday night football. No, I, mean, I know. No, I don't think it was Thursday. But it was, it was a strange game because for some reason we were in a bar the day after the game. And that's why we 2015? Um, was it in December? Dude, I can't remember. Or November? Was Here's it? the thing. You know, I can't remember the weather because it's always nice. You know, like I can't. So, like, of course, it's going to be one of those. Like, was yeah, not, November, was, December, perfect. Whatever, dude. It was probably still like 80 degrees and sunny. You, uh, what about 9 11? It was 2016. No, nah, I don't think, I don't think it was 9 11. No, it definitely wasn't. It wasn't that one. So, it was probably 2015. The Chiefs won 10 to 3. 10 to 3. What a game. Yeah, I think it might have been 2015. If, if it sounds, that sounds about right, that would be about five years ago, five, six years ago, somewhere around there. So, yeah. If your yep. wife told you that she met Michael Irvin and didn't say anything more about it right before your nuptials, she had sex with him. Now, if you're okay with that, dude, that's cool. But if you're not, you just need to know. I mean, this was just. This is just blatantly obvious, wasn't it? I mean, he, he, Michael Irving knew what he was doing, man. Oh, of course he did. He knew what he was. I mean, she literally had the bride thing on her head. He knew she was the bride to be. Oh, dude, dude. I mean, that's he, just... I mean, he was focused. And I remember going over there just trying to be like, hey, man, uh, just nice to meet you. And he's like, basically just like blowing me off. Like, you see, I'm trying to talk to this white woman here. <laughs> that's so greasy, man. I mean, come on, man. You're Michael Irving. You're married. You know, I mean, you're now picking up women. I mean, that's like. Played for the Cowboys during the height of the powder years, man. He's not He's not the moralist of men. <laughs> Those two, you know, the crack pipe incidents. Is the crack pipe. You have to mention the pipe. Well, I believe him on that, though. I think that wasn't his. I think it was his buddies, you know. Yeah, whatever, dude. What buddy leaves a crack pipe in your car on Thanksgiving? The, the same buddy they're just smoking with. I mean, I guess. 
mean, like, you know. Why well, smoke crack on Thanksgiving? That's supposed to be the eating day. And I mean, you know, maybe, I don't know, man. I hear that crack is a hell of a drug, man. You know, but it doesn't make you hungry. That's a food yeah, day. Man. I mean, because they're like all skinny as shit, right? It's a food day. That's food day. You gotta eat. If you're sitting at the table and you're like all you eat is like part of a drumstick and a little bit of stuffing, they're gonna look at you funny. Uh, they're gonna look at you funny. That's right, man. Because you know you gotta eat, man. That's a that's a heavy weed day right there. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a weed, weed day, man. Speaking of man, so I guess we'll tie this up till next week. So that's fine, man. That's fine. I mean, we can tie it up. You know, uh, this was another episode of the Ricky Williams trilogy. Again, if you are out there looting in Atlanta, Georgia, and you got any Ricky Williams paraphernalia, memorabilia, I don't know what the paraphernalia would be. I doubt they would leave one of his old pipes in there. But... Ricky's old bongs, man. Awesome, man. Ricky's college bong is sitting. Yes, Dave. Hey, that'd be awesome, man. Yeah. Oh, if you have any of that stuff, please contact us here at the Ricky Williams Trilogy. We would love to get our hands on some ill-gotten loot. Uh, but also, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Coming soon, Anchor FM. Coming soon where? Anchor FM. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can find okay. us on any of those uh, media outlets. Also, again, you can find us through looking up Fumble Rooski Sports. We are under the Fumble Rooski Sports blanket, which also includes Money Mouth, which will be happening when there's real stuff to gamble on on a regular basis. Uh, right now, I'm sure a lot of gamblers have that itch. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people in back alleys right now playing craps, uh, just trying to get a few dollars. Hell, I'm sure some people are probably just doing some uh, races with their children out in the yard and putting money on it. <laughs> oh, man. I got 20 like dollars I told on you, me. little Tabitha's got legs, baby. Woo! 20 to 1 odds. Pay 20 to 1. <laughs> Pay that out, man. Pay it out. You know, some people are taking advantage of the younger generation by betting on these games that are being replayed. Oh, uh, I don't, I don't know. When is that? Betting on replayed games, you are an idiot. Just never gamble again. You've been. <laughs> you wow. got a gambling problem, <laughs> but, man. Uh, you have a gambling problem, sir. <laughs> Woo, that is too much, man. Anybody want to bet on this uh, Sacramento Kings Lakers game, Game Six? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the Kings might take it. <laughs> what about the 2002 Ohio State BCS championship game? Oh, yeah, man. You know. Well, yeah, or the uh, USC uh, UT game, Texas. Yeah, back with Vince Young on it. Yeah. Who wants to bet on Matt Leinart? <laughs> Who's got the spread on that one, man? <laughs> the spread, shit. I want to see, I want to get some idiot to take the under. <laughs> that game, like, 58 to 59 or something crazy like that. <laughs> like anybody who took, takes the under on that is definitely losing. You got to do that before the game starts. Be like, oh, man, I, I remember this being a defensive struggle. <laughs> I mean, it would be a defensive struggle. <laughs> Hindsight's always 20-20, man. But, you know, sometimes we do not remember things like that. So, right. you know, I mean. Again, yes. It was wonderful talking to you, Duke. It's a shame we didn't have more time with the moose. He's off at a children's birthday party. Not his own child, but Not his own child, dude. Uh, he'll have a child here soon. So. I uh 
a student of his wife birthday party yeah i know it's sad it's sad. I mean, I just, bringing it up it's pitiful <laughs> it's pitiful dude. literally it is the most pitiful of his excuses he's had like I mean, he got wife with some shitty excuses before I would accept it. I would accept it. You got to go shopping with the wife or something. Man, I would have accepted diarrhea. Like, <laughs> man, like I would have accepted, like, yo, I'm not feeling so good, and I'm gonna just sit on the toilet for an hour, and I can't do this. But to say that I have to go attend a five year old's birthday party, disgrace. And a five year old's birthday party, and you don't even know this kid. It's not family. <laughs> like, if it was family, I'd be like, yo, okay, it's like his little goddaughter, little godson, you know. It's their five-year-old. They're five. You know, you got to go there, you know? But this ain't a God situation. No, it's not, it's man. It's a child. It's just a random child up in Rhode Island that he's going to go to the birthday party. Probably don't have no friends in the first place. That's probably why he's here. Oh, dude, you know that kid ain't got no friends, man. Yeah, because, you know, they're trying to be like, oh, it's because of COVID. You know, you got a social distance. That kid probably didn't have friends in the first place. Just being honest, man. You know, I mean, right? It needs to get a little more better social skills. I can say yeah. that safely because this kid's probably never going to listen to this. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, we the one YouTube comment comes from a five year old kid. How dare you talk crap about my family like that? Whatever, dude. That little kid, screw him. He needs to get some friends. You need to grow up, son. Get some right. friends who love you. Put on a face mask and go to the playground and get some friends. You can social distance. You know, you could. Like, that's pitch and catch, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, play a good game of catch with some gloves on, you know? Yeah. What kid doesn't like to have quarantine throw a, a game of catch? Get a hazmat suit for it. Get a, haz- a little kid running around a hazmat suit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how they're having to do these races, man. Do they make like Tabitha one, man. She knows how to work herself into a hazmat suit. <laughs> 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 and run a 50-yard dash. <laughs> Oh. Yes, they make they make children's size hazmat suits. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. probably will. Not. I mean, they had to start making children's size face masks because, like, originally they didn't have them for kids sizes. But now I see, like, you know, little kids with. Oh, masks. dude, I wish I got. I wish I got in that market. Let me make dude, it too much money right now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, basically, you're just like making like little tiny pairs of panties that just go over people's faces. <laughs> with it, <laughs> I mean, that's really what it is. Like, I still use the uh, just the disposable ones, you know. I want to look at least a little bit like medical instead of just straight thuggy, you know. Like, I mean, you gotta, go, that, you gotta go that cloth route, man. You got like cloth diapers, you gotta keep washing, <laughs> keep washing it, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, so true. Well, buddy, man, it's good talking to you, man. All right, good time to you as well. And folks out there, make sure you all stay safe, stay home. I don't care who's opening up the bars in your neighborhood, town, whatever. Things aren't great yet. So uh, stay safe out there. Also, I mean, riot if you will, but, you know, just make sure you get good stuff. That's right, man. Right. If you're going to do it right, do it right, damn it. Well, loot with a purpose, man, you know. I don't know what you're going to get with all that stuff from the college football hall of fame, like really low street market value on obviously hot stuff like that. But <laughs> well, that auto zone, you know, yeah, like, like you're talking about like stuff from the college football hall of fame has to be some of the hottest stuff you're trying to sell. Like I, I would say stolen Picasso art might be easier to sell. <laughs> I'm serious. dude. <laughs> 
Like, cause when somebody finds out, it's like, yeah, dude, I got Tom Brady's old Michigan jersey. It's like, well, how the hell did you get that? You know, like so. I got Tom Brady's old Michigan jersey. <laughs> you know, seriously, dude, that ain't something that you just can find on eBay unless you've uh, you've done something shady. Well, let's be honest, though. Tom Brady was not a college Hall of Famer, though. No, he probably wasn't. Um, probably not. If they put him in now, it would just be like one of those after-the-fact situations, kind of like, you know, when they give people honorary degrees. <laughs> That's right. And you should be getting your honorary degree soon for something. I actually got a real degree. I don't need a – Well, from USC, man. You know? Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's true. Yes. Yeah, so I could yeah. – my USC, like, you know, doctorate in comedy. That's right, man. Doctorate. I mean, they gave one to Will Ferrell, and he already had one. So. Well, maybe it's in buffoonery. Is it a doctorate? Uh-huh. Get your master's in doctor, so we can call you Doctor Be Easy. Oh wow! See, yeah, that's a, see, that sounds like a porno name, though. <laughs> <laughs> doctor Be Easy, man, and here comes the doctor. Yeah, that's like a love doctor. That's definitely lost the practice a few times. It, All right, it, everybody, you know what the- happens next? What he fixed the pipe? <laughs> he fixed the cable? <laughs> yes, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something's wrong with the cable. <laughs> it's like, is that how you said it? It's something like just terrible, like that. It was just awful. Horrible Hungarian accent or whatever he was doing. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, everybody, thanks again for listening. Hopefully, this has been edited to sound halfway decent for you. But again, this was the Ricky Williams trilogy without the moose. I'm sure he would say, Go Bucks. What do you got for me over there? <laughs> Go Bucks. That's right, man. His allegiance has changed. <laughs> he is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan now. Exactly. We've decided for him. We decided for him. So go Bucks or Moose. Go Titans. And go Super Bowl winning Kansas City Chiefs. And we're out.